In a world filled with filters and facades, the real life with Lacey is your sanctuary of authenticity. Join me as we unravel true stories that resonate with the human experience. And remember, our ultimate goal is to touch the heart of at least one viewer in every episode. This is where the power of real life takes center stage and the impact is real. Welcome to a journey of inspiration and connection. Welcome back to the Real Life with Lacey podcast. Today we have Alyssa. Hi. All right. So a little background on how Alyssa and I know each other is our children are dating. All of All them. four of them. <laughs> All four of the children are dating. Weird enough, um, my youngest, which is 17, Kaylee, and Robert, which is your youngest stepchild. Yes. Uh, they started dating like eight months ago or something. And then... They wanted us to meet on the boat, and I brought my other daughter, which just came back from the military, and she fell in love with Robert's brother. So now we have two daughters and two sons dating. Yep. Yeah. So that <laughs> definitely made uh, holidays easy. Holidays and- <laughs> are so easy. And we um, started a connection. Yeah. But you also have a younger son. I do. Okay. And that is the reason for this podcast right here. Uh, he was diagnosed with autism. Yes. But let's start from the beginning. Uh, Healthy pregnancy? Very healthy pregnancy. Okay. Very healthy. Um, It did take us a while to get pregnant, but once we were, I mean, he he was growing the way he should have been. I was growing the way I should have been, Um, and everything was great. Uh, 31 weeks, I, um, or 20 weeks, we did our anatomy scan. Everything was perfect. Um, And then 31 weeks, I went into preterm labor and never came out of it, really. Were you bedridden? No. Okay. No, I was not bedridden. Um, I was with medication allowed to continue normal daily activities with moderations. Um, And then at 38 weeks, things really kicked into gear. Mm -hmm. And I went to the hospital maybe four times, and they're like, well, looks like labor, sounds like labor, but you're not dilating. Mm, yeah. um, and then about 39 weeks, so full term, um, I definitely went into labor. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore labor. Uh, my contractions were 30 seconds apart, and they were a minute to a minute and a half long for 30 over 30 hours. Yeah. So yeah. you weren't getting him out anytime. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was not coming out. Uh-huh. And um, delivery was rough. It was very rough. Um, like I said, we were there for over 30 hours. <clears throat> um, and I just, my body was not progressing. And so they had to, you know, but Nolan was fine. Heartbeat was fine. Um I was doing okay until I wasn't. So um, they started to tell me that I could start pushing. And I pushed for about three and a half hours. And I was on oxygen because my oxygen levels were dropping. I, um, my heart rate was dropping and they could not find Nolan's heartbeat Mm. anywhere. And so obviously... I'm freaking out, you know, and they're like, well, emergency C-section right here. Mm -hmm. And there was a nurse, because at this point, I'm like, just 
get this thing yeah. out of me. Yeah. Whatever we have to do, just I'm get exhausted him out. <clears throat> and yes. he might be dying. And he might be dying. Yeah, yeah. So just it's get dying. him out yeah. of me. You know, I might be dying. Yeah. <laughs> and so um we they were gonna do an emergency C section. The nurse had stopped it and said, No, like she will die because my my levels were not good. They couldn't put me under anesthesia. And so then uh, we chose to suction cup, use the oh, suction yeah, just cup to, to like... get him out. Mm-hmm. Um, I then found out it was because his head was nearly the same circumference of his shoulders. And that he was, was a big boy. He was a big boy. Yeah. He's eight pounds, 11 ounces, which is not big in terms, but. He was big. That's big for your first one, too. <laughs> that's big for my... Yeah. I feel like that's big for anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then he was born, and he was healthy. Healthy. Yeah. He had... So, you know, there in the hospital, they did the APGAR testing. APGAR testings were perfect, right where they should have been. Um, he wasn't jaundiced. He had amazing reflexes. Um, he latched super easily. Everything was fine. Okay. Yeah. And so he was a normal, healthy boy. Normal, healthy until boy. Until when was there a change? Um, the change was about two weeks after he got his vaccinations. Okay. Yeah. And what happened? What did you... Well, what we had noticed, because, like, go back a little bit. So he's 18 months old, okay. right? And he's playing t-ball. Like, hitting the ball and running the bases in the right direction mm-hmm. um, and tagging people out. Knew he had to tag people out. He was operating a 50cc quad. And mind you, he was always a big kid. But he his feet still could not reach the foot pegs. Yeah, and he's understanding all of that. And he's understanding yeah. all of it. He is on this quad by himself. It almost got my husband in a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. because we have a ledge on our property and he was riding the quad around the ledge, down the driveway, across the front lawn, and back up onto the ledge, yeah. and uh, flawlessly. And, and, he, I, and he's saying words. And to, he's saying words. Yeah. We were having uh, age-appropriate conversations, but still they were conversations, mm-hmm. and there were sentences. And he was identifying family members verbally. In pictures, even my dad, who had passed away mm-hmm. when he was uh, eight months old, he brought a picture of my dad to me on his motorcycle, so he had a helmet on. Oh my gosh, how cute. Yeah, and he said, that's my papa's bike. That's my papa. Oh. And of course, you know, me grieving my dad, yeah. I'm sobbing, but then like, he identified him. Yeah. And that he was riding a bike, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and... The words. He and was saying words. words because that all stopped. Yeah, that all stopped. And so were you stressed out about getting vaccines at all for him? Or were you just like, we need to get vaccines? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like a Russian roulette. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. Well, what I thought, because we had the friends and the people that were like, don't get the MMR. And I was why? So is that the vaccine that's supposed to be causing it? That MMR? is, through all the research that I've done, that is the one. Okay. That that people all say was the MMR vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we can kind of get into that in a little bit, but 
Um, you know, we had done, we had done, uh, he was almost two years old. And, you know, before this, my husband and I, we both work in the prison system. And so we're like, yeah, if we can vaccinate our kids, we're going to vaccinate. If we can vaccinate ourselves, we're going to vaccinate ourselves, you know. Because that's a dirty area. Yeah, it's like a (laughs) hospital, you know. You don't don't know what you're bringing home. And and so, yeah, if I can protect my child, I'm going to protect my Mm -hmm. child. And so I was all for it. And so was my husband. It was a conversation that we had together. His children from a previous marriage had been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. They were all fine. He and I had been vaccinated. He was born at an Air Force base. So he got like triple the vaccinations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're like, okay, you know, there's naysayers about everything. It's fine. We're just Mm going to do it. Um, And we did. Okay, so two weeks after he got his vaccine. So he was uh, right right about two years old. You have to take him in for their two-year checkup, and they have to get um, all these vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And um, How many did you get at once? He This day, he got five. Okay. Five. So two in each leg and one in his arm. And you asked the doctor, like, should we be doing I, this? I had a conversation with the doctor because, you know, this, I'm, I want to do everything perfect. Yeah. This yeah. is being a new mom, know, especially. New yeah. mom. I mean, I wasn't a new mom, but I was a new infant toddler uh-huh. mom. I hadn't crossed that stage yet. Yeah. And so I just wanted to do everything as perfect as I could for him. And so I'm going to ask. I said, hey, you know, I, we've had some people they've talked to us. I mean, and this is, this pediatrician had to teach me how to breastfeed. Like, so we were, we were very close Uh and, and we could talk and I trust everything that he says. And, um, I said, I I need you to talk to me about it before I'm comfortable with it because I just don't know that I am. And Ken was not there. He could not make this appointment. He goes, well, how does Ken feel about it? And I was like, I'm telling you how I feel about Ken feel Ken feels the same way or else he would have eased me yeah. before we got here, you know? And he goes, "Well, Liz, you know, th- of course everyone's going to have something bad to say about something." He said, "But what, you know, here's your options. Either we do them all today or you have to keep bringing Nolan back here and he has to keep getting injections. So what do you want to do?" And I was like, well, I want to do what's right. And did he I'm, say it's minimal, sort of? He said, you know, of course, like, yeah, people say that. There's no science that leads it back to the vaccinations. Um, I'm, You know, I'm a pediatrician. It, it should be fine. It'll be fine. Mm. And so with his, with his input that day, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and do it be, because what I was thinking in that moment, I don't want to bring him back here. Yeah. And every yeah. time he comes to the doctor, he's getting poked and he's crying and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to save him that trauma. Mm-hmm. So let's just knock it all out at one time and we'll deal with it. Yeah. And, um, and you know, there was nothing. There was nothing visual at that time that said, I made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. Like his injection sites didn't swell up. He didn't get a fever. Some kids get sick after mm-hmm. they get in, vexica- in, in vaccination. 
nothing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, it wasn't until about two weeks later. What did you notice at first? Um, the first thing I noticed was he was, he used to play this game where we would take him and his older siblings, they would take his blankie and he'd go, no, mine. And, you know, and it was a game, no, Mm -hmm. mine, Mm -hmm. mine. And he would laugh and. So we were so they he'd go get it from them. He'd like, go get it, and they would play yeah. tug of war. Yeah. And I mean, best older siblings ever for him. And because it was a big gap too, yeah, big gap, yeah, big gap, yeah. What's the age difference between uh, Nick and him? And him and Robert? Nick are about sixteen years, roughly, maybe. Like oh, yeah, that's a, a big gap. That's a big gap. He could be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he was not at 60. But, yeah, he could. And uh, Kennedy was, I believe, 13. And Robert was 11. Okay. So, big gap. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean, they were just amazing, you know, on his level, playing on the floor with him. Um, and then... He, he didn't, I was trying to play that game with him, and he was just staring at me. I was like, hmm, okay, you know, and oh, then. Oh, he didn't say mine? Didn't say mine. Yeah. Um, he was asking for juice. and Before? Before, and he didn't ask me for juice anymore. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I noticed was, like, he, his soul was there, mm-hmm. but yeah. it wasn't. What do you mean, like, like the look in his eyes, right? This baby, and he still is to this day, but he was so contagious. Like, he just had this look in his eyes. They just so bright and, um, and just so, like, he's always so happy and so engaged in everything and, um, like, appropriately engaged, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just gone. Like overnight, That's it was crazy. just gone. So two weeks later, mm-hmm. you guys are noticing something. Obviously, I'm, no- I'm noticing something for sure, yeah. but I'm kind of keeping it to myself. Oh, yeah. The denial sort of situation, like you well, don't want anything to be wrong with your child. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, I, di- I didn't know anything about autism, you mm-hmm. know, I, I really didn't. And I was a young new mom, like I, I didn't know those things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I kind of made a few comments to my husband, like, hey, has Nolan been playing with you? Or uh, my mom who watches Nolan asking if, you know, is she, is he playing with you while you watch him? She's like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, and I'm like, okay, maybe, and then, and then it kind of started, like, my mom started asking me questions about his vocabulary, like, hey, was he talking about playing with the ball the other day, or anything like that, and, um, I was like, no, not really. Oh, so did your mom notice? My mom was probably one of the first ones that, noticed and I was just mom no he's fine he's fine mom and and that was kind of where the denial Mm -hmm. set in he he's fine yeah and um and of course I started researching it then and I didn't see it Mm -hmm. you know there was little things here and there but then I would compare it to research of neurotypical children and that could be the very same thing Mm. and so um 
So then he had to go back to the pediatrician. What do you mean had to? Did you guys make the appointment? And were like, um, it was just wrong? another checkup. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just another checkup. So it wasn't checkup. over a concern? No. Okay. No. No. Because that was the one thing I wasn't going to do. I do remember that thought in my mind was, I'm going to figure this out by myself first. I'm not going to let doctors tell me what's wrong with him. Yeah. yeah. And and so he had to go for a checkup. And, I mean, we, like I said previously, we're very close to our pediatrician. And um, so he had asked, my mom had come to that doctor's appointment with me. And he had asked me, how's his vocabulary? And I just kind of, like, looked away. I was putting his shoes on and getting him ready. I'm like, oh, he's fine, you know, and because I hadn't figured it out yet. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you about it. Yeah. And um, he's like, Liz. And I was like, he, he's fine. And he goes, well, how's his words? Like, how many words do you think he has? And I was like, the same ones, you know, and he's like, and I looked at my mom and she just kind of gave me that look like, you need to talk to the mm-hmm. doctor about this. So I said, okay. He's not really talking a lot anymore. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. I said, because we're having all these conversations. He has all these words. He's so interactive. And then he woke up, like, two weeks after those vaccinations mm-hmm. that you told me he would be fine. And he's not. Oh, Something's different. Oh, I can imagine his face. He's like, uh, uh, he just sat there. I remember the look on his face and he was like, well, what do you mean? And so then, you know, we had to talk and I was crying and he goes, okay. I said, what do I do now? What do I do now? Like, I can't take the vaccinations out of him. No. So what do I do now? And he goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you home with this pamphlet. He said, and, um, a pamphlet, <laughs> a pamphlet. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I guess I should call it like a package rather than a pamphlet, but it was like basically a, um, like a questionnaire observation, taking notes that I do mm-hmm. in my house. So yeah. I was okay with that, you know? And I said, okay, what, well, so I go home, I do these things and then I bring it back to you. And he goes, no, you mail it to this place. And I was like, oh, all right. And he must have seen it in my face because <laughs> about a week and a half later, he emails me and he goes, did you finish that packet yet? Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll finish the packet. Uh, you know, and the packet was just, um, does your son make eye contact with you? Well, yeah, he does. You know, um, can he line up cars in, in a straight line? Can he line up cars? So I have Nolan line up carts, lines them up perfectly. Can he stack blocks? Yes. He stacks them very high and very well. Uh-huh. You know, um, can he get himself dressed and undressed by himself? Well, he could. He doesn't want to, but he can. And he's two years old. He's two time. years old. Yeah. You know, I don't know a two-year-old that does get themselves yeah. dressed all the time. Um, but I'm like, yeah, he could and so you know then but I'd make him like hey pull up your pants or put your shirt on mm-hmm. and and he'd do it and um and then he I send it in 
And it was maybe like a week and a half later, we get a phone call. And they're like, hey, we received your packet. We've had our team review it. We'd like to make an appointment for an evaluation with Nolan. Which is shocking. They wanted an appointment. It sounds like you, like, scored well. It. I thought he did great. <laughs> you know, like, you're on the ball. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Like, dang, I didn't even know you could line up these cars, uh-huh. you know? And, and why didn't you tell me that yeah. you could put your own clothes on? Yeah. And so... Um, maybe just was a question about words, maybe? Was it... Um, I don't... There, there was a few questions, like, can he... I do remember it not saying verbalize. It's saying, can he express? Uh, and um, and he did express it, sometimes just in different ways, mm-hmm. rather than verbally. So I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know. And so there's a maybe circle. Oh, And yeah. we utilized that. Uh, we used maybe. <laughs> we yeah. utilized maybe on a few of them. And yeah. I emailed his doctor on a few of them. Like, I don't really know what, the, what they're asking me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then he, uh, I get a phone call and they say, we want to, we want to set up an evaluation with Nolan. And I didn't respond. I didn't answer, but then I didn't respond. And, um, cause my husband was working nights at the time and I'm not going to make a decision about my kids without him. So he comes home and we're talking And he goes, well, that's okay. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And he goes, well, why not? He goes, honey, he's fine. Like, look at him. He's beautiful. He's happy. He's fine. Um, And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's rule it out. Yeah. You know, let's let's rule it out. Maybe we're going to go there. And they're just going to tell us, like, he has a tongue tie. That's easy. I had a tongue tie as a kid. And <clears throat> and so then we we go, and they prepare us for a four-hour evaluation is what they tell you. That's crazy. A four-hour evaluation. And so... Like, what child wants to sit through four fucking yeah. hours. I mean, what? I don't want to sit through four I hours. I don't want to sit through four <laughs> hours, but how am I supposed to get my two-year-old yeah. to sit through four hours? And so I just, I convinced myself this is guided towards him. It's going to be fun. He's going to go play for four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there. We get signed in. They come and get us. They bring Ken and I and Nolan into a room and just kind of tell us this is what we're going to do. Um, they didn't tell us like, this is what we're looking for, or this is what we want to see out of him. They just said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take Nolan. We're going to play with some toys. We're going to see how he interacts with stuff and then we'll be done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, for four hours. And they're like, yeah, it'll be, you know, we'll get through this. And I was like, okay. Is this with multiple? One. Okay. It was one psychologist, me, Ken and Nolan. And the hang-up that I had was that they didn't want us in the room. They just wanted me to watch him. And I was like, he's not going to do anything for you mm-hmm. without me in there. Yeah. I mean, he was always with me. He was, And if he wasn't with me, he was with my mom while I was at work. Mm-hmm. 
And so, um, I, they tried to take just him in there and it wasn't working. He was freaking out because he was in an unrecognizable environment to him Mm -hmm. and this weird lady and I want my mom. And so she goes, okay, you and your husband can come in. I was like, okay, I told you, you know, and, um, and then we go in there and he, we can kind of get him to engage with the toys a little bit more. And we're probably about an hour ish, hour and a half in. And she goes, so is this like all he's going to do or is he actually going to do something? And I... This is your <laughs> course, lady. What do you want him to do? Like, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I just looked at her and looked at my husband and Ken. He's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bitch, you need a different profession if you're going to be speaking like that to parents. Parents. Yeah. You know, and parents that are already coming in nervous mm-hmm. and not, like, I mean, we aren't experts. No parents are experts about anything, but especially you're throwing this, like, your kid might have autism thing on me, and I'm anxious, and I've never been here, uncharted territory, and you're being, like, mean, you know? And I'm not a very sensitive person, so I'm like, no, you're really, you're just being mean. Yeah. I mean, what was she trying to get him to do? Um, Some of the things was she wanted him to take yarn, and feed it to a baby doll. He's like, why am I putting yarn in <laughs> a baby like, doll's belt? <laughs> yeah, he's like, why? First of all, he really never had baby dolls. He was a yeah. boy, you yeah. know? And then he wanted to give yarn to this. No. Like, where's the spaghetti? He knew what spaghetti was. Uh, and she's like, come on, Nolan, let's feed the spaghetti to the baby. And he goes, that ain't a real baby. Yeah. That ain't real spaghetti. Yeah, I'd be eating the spaghetti. You know? Yeah. yeah, and so he just kind of, I remember his face because I was watching him to try to, like, oh, he doesn't understand what you're mm-hmm. asking him or, like, trying to think of it in a therapeutic way of, like, okay, I see what you're seeing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, I said, hey, because he was just looking at her like, what? Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't that blank stare uh, it was just straight up confusion. It was just confusion yeah. of, I'm not going to put yarn in this doll's mm-hmm. mouth. Like, that's just silly. Yeah. Um, cars, totally normal. You know, she was like, let's drive the cars down the road. And he was pushing them. And um, there was this teddy bear. It was plastic. It lit up. It sang. It danced. And he loved it because it was chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Still to this day, he loves the light. He loves the lights. <laughs> yes. Christmas is, yes. Yeah. He loves Christmas lights, and definitely. And so, um, any, so like I said, we're about, about an hour and a half into this. And I'm thinking, like, he's doing okay, uh-huh. you know? And, and she would break down a module or whatever, and she'd say, you know, okay, I'm going to step out. I'll be right back. And, and then that's when the conversation started. Because Ken and I... Like, watching her, and then the questions she would ask us, and I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, is he not doing well on these? 
He goes, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you guys are not knowing. No. For sure. No. And so um, it was, she walks back in, and she we do a little bit more, and she goes, okay, well, that's all I need to see. I'm good. So. Um, and this four hours? No. Hour and a half. Oh. And she goes, so I'm going to go read my notes and um, summarize my evaluation. And it'll probably take me about 45 minutes, and then I'll be back in here with you guys. And so we're like, we're done? And she goes, yeah, I've seen enough. Mm. Okay. And What's her name, Karen? She's, she seems like a Karen. I don't even know. <laughs> but she, you know, she would seem, she comes off as she would be a Karen. Yeah, for sure. And, um. She doesn't seem very nice. No. And, and it, we actually got the feeling of like, all right, in, out, let's, in and out. Let's mm. get them in and out. Yeah. Is, is kind of how we felt. And so then we get, she comes back in 10 minutes later. And we're looking at each other like, that was quick, you know, because you said 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. This was an hour and a half's worth of notes to go over, you know. And and her notes were all like, she could make little notes, but it was like, does the child do this? Yes, no, slightly, um, like one through Mm ten stuff, you know. And so um, she goes, well... There's really no easy way to say this, so I'm just going to go ahead and come out with it. Your son is a high-functioning nonverbal autistic. And Ken and I just looked at each other. And, like, the feeling, like, this pit. Yeah. You know, because... because And and you're like, are you sure? Yeah. Like... Like, uh, how do you know that about an hour and a half? Yeah, and I had already been telling Ken, like, during all of this, I don't trust this woman. Like, I don't get a good (laughs) vibe off of her. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like her. I want a second opinion. I don't care what she walks through that door and tells me. I want a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Even if she says he's totally fine. Yeah. I want a second opinion. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I like you now. <laughs> yeah. And um, so she she slaps that on us, and I'm like, well, okay, break this down. High functioning. And she goes, yeah, so autism is a spectrum, and he is on the high functioning end of autism. So, like, he can, like, take care of himself. He can walk he you know he can interact he you know there's certain things that just no verbal no verbal so that's what I asked her I said nonverbal he's makes noises all the time what do you mean nonverbal and she you know because you think nonverbal you think mute yeah you know like like a mime well and the fact that he used to say words before those words disappeared and that's that was my thing. I'm like, he has words. He just doesn't say them. Yeah. Like, you he know? said them. He, he has said them We six months ago. Yeah. We were talking. So what do you mean nonverbal? Like, the words are there. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes, well, if he was talking, he wouldn't be diagnosed autistic at all. And so I said, okay. So as his mother... I would feel more comfortable with us going down an avenue of researching his speech or his language development or his hearing, his 
like his tongue tie or the structure of his mouth, I would rather go that route than just signing him off as slapping this Mm -hmm. diagnosis on him that is going to change the scope of his entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm not okay with that. Yeah, and what'd she say that? Um, she had told me that I could look at the certificates on her wall because my son is autistic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was exited stage left very quickly. <laughs> I bet. Ken's like, and that's our cue. And honey, why don't you take Nolan and go put him in the truck? And I'm like, I'm sorry. And get, get now. Yeah. So... Yeah, I got exited stage left. Ken got the the packet of whatever we had just done, and we were on our merry way, you know? And then I'm like, I remember walking out, and I'm holding Nolan, and he just, like, hugged me, like, relief that it was over. Mm -hmm. I bet. I'm I'm sure he didn't like the situation either, yeah. No, because he doesn't like hospitals to begin with. But that was just, like, I mean, it was not great. Yeah. And so I just remember walking down the hallway, going to our car, and, like, I, I don't even remember breathing yeah. or walking or getting to the vehicle. I just remember holding Nolan, mm-hmm. and I said, Mommy is going to protect you through everything. No matter what's going on, we're going to get through this together. Yeah. And I got in the car and I waited for Ken and Ken got in and we just sat there like, oh yeah, that's devastating news to hear. (laughs) That's life altering, you know, but, and, and life altering, but, and now what, Yeah, you know, Uh is what we kind of asked each other, like, what do we do now? And then the, I mean, that was maybe the second feeling for me. Because the first feeling for me was, what did I do wrong? You know, did I do something wrong in while he was while I was pregnant? Did I do something wrong? Was so it? Were you not thinking of the vaccines at this point, or is it just like, mm-hmm. uh, no, you weren't? Okay, no, yeah, not at all. I was not thinking about them at all because the way my mindset was, and the way you're told, you know, your kids can't go to school. Unless you get them these vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I did the right thing. You know, I I protected my child. I got him vaccinations. He can attend public school. I did the right thing. So parents' um, hands are completely handcuffed at that point. Absolutely. I mean, now, I think nowadays, like, they do have some sort of doctor's notes or holistic thing to not go to public school, to go to public school. No. Mm-mm. They used to have, you could get, you have to f- fight yes. tooth and nail yeah. through very crazy ways to get one. Um, but majority of pediatricians will not sign a um, medical exemption unless the child, like, got the vaccination and had a seizure or got a vaccination and was just like horribly ill. Um, or if they're like allergic to it, they have an allergic reaction. Aren't there parents that opt out of vaccines? Do they just homeschool them? I, I have tried to, so cause not doing a medical exemption is kind of new. So not being able to get a medical, medical exemption 
it has so to get one it has to have a life threatening uh i'm trying to remember the exact way that they explained it to me it has to have a life threatening like effect mm-hmm. on the child so an allergic reaction or a seizure or something like that so not a religious or anything is Huh. Yeah. I, to, I I didn't do my homework on that to know the rules yeah. or whatever about that. Because I I know I my <laughs> I know my niece didn't vaccine all three of her children. Mm-hmm. Are they in school, Des? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth's children? Yeah, they're in school, mm-hmm. and none of them are vaccinated. Okay. Anyways, yeah. I don't know. Oh, we'll have to go over that. <laughs> yeah. Time. But anyways, okay. So because I had asked, I had asked about religious vaccinations. I had asked about a medical exemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm sorry, a religious exemption, a medical exemption. I asked yeah. because I'm like, I'm not doing this yeah. at all. After I'm, the shots? After his shots. Because he still got more after that? No. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So then you find out what's wrong with him, mm-hmm. what she told you anyways, mm-hmm. and she doesn't tell you what to do with it at all. At all. Yeah. I, I got nothing. I said, because well, I remember asking her, well, what do I do now? Yeah. And she said, well, you can follow up with your pediatrician. Okay. Okay. So is that what you did? I did. So I uh, emailed him and said, I would like to see you this week. Yeah. And he said, I can see you next week. So I made an appointment and I walked in and I said, you lied. And he... At this point, you're like, it has to be the vaccines. Well, so I hadn't gotten there yet because I started researching and I started, you know, word of mouth. I started talking to people, um, went back to my friends and talked to them. The ones that were trying to tell me, Hey, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't get him these vaccinations. And I'm like, why, you know, you told me not to, but you never told me why. And, um, I, so then I started researching it, researching it, and then I said, I'm going to follow up with the pediatrician. Walked in. I said, you lied to me. And he goes, um, I said, you told me they wouldn't hurt him. And now he's diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. I said, you told me that day that I took that pamphlet and I asked you, do you think he's autistic? And you said, not without a doubt. No, I do not. Mm. And he said, you know, let's just rule it out. Yeah. I said, you made me feel comfortable with that. I totally blamed it on him. Totally. And what did he say? Did he? He said, really? Autism? I don't see it. And I just kind of like looked at him. I'm like, well, the, psych- the psychologist did. Mm-hmm. I said, I mean, I didn't trust her. Yeah. But, and, and you probably at this point still, are you sold on him being autistic? No. Yeah. So I was in so... Much denial. Mm-hmm. I was the definition of denial. Yeah. So he's what two at this point? He a was little over three or two or three. He was uh, probably about yeah, little over two, not quite two and a half. Okay. Yeah. And what were you noticing? Like, what were the new signs that you were seeing that? Um. Well, and he they it really wasn't much other than I was watching other children his age progressing and him not really like at Easter other little kids were running like little kids were running and getting the Easter eggs and he was just kind of like why 
you know? And, and that's why, because he's so calm and cool and collected, that, like, it's very easy to say, well, he's just a really logical child. He knows there's candy in him, so he's going to get one, and he's going to get the candy, and he's not going to race all these other kids, you know? Um, so the Easter egg hunts. Was he talking? No. Yeah, so all of his words just stopped. No. And that was, I mean, that had happened even before we had gone with the psychologist mm-hmm. and had the evaluation that had happened before, um, but he wasn't getting them back. And, you know, and I'm trying, I'm doing everything at home. You know, he wants a snack and I take him to the cabinet for a snack and he's just like staring in the cabinet. And I'm what like, what would he do before? Like point and he would point and say cracker. He would, he would point, he'd, he wouldn't identify what it was he wanted, but he would say knack. So, like, he, I knew he wanted a snack, so I'd pick him up, uh-huh. and we'd go into the cabinet, and we would pick something, and, uh, you know, fruity or uh, cracker or whatever I was getting him, right? And um, and we weren't doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And what I had noticed is, what, like, while it was evolving, it was like, he didn't want anything. And so... What do you mean, food-wise? Or, like... Or just in general? Things he used to love... I couldn't get him to eat them. Like, he used to eat eggs every morning. Wouldn't touch them. And so I'm, you know, like, now, why isn't he hungry? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why won't he eat? And why don't I, as his mother, know what he wants? And that was hard for me. Because, yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I remember I'm holding him and he's crying because he wants something. But he can't tell me what it is, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then he's getting mad at me because I don't know, and yeah. I'm getting mad at myself, you know? I mean, the amount of well, he crying. Has, yeah, and he has to feel frustrated inside, Just, you yeah. know? I mean, could could you imagine having thoughts and emotions and, and desires and needs, and you can't tell your mom mm-hmm. what you need, you know? I, so I mean, I, I feel would, like I try to get my husband to understand all of that, and he doesn't. I yeah. get the frustration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I desires and needs. Why don't you get it? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. No, I totally understand what you're saying. And that was like at two and a half, three years old. Uh, well, so yeah, it was. I mean, from the time he was diagnosed till, gosh, I think we finally started getting through some progress at like three and a half ish okay we finally started getting some real progress what do you where, mean by progress um where he would interactively ask me for things so like before right it was do you want applesauce and he'd scream okay you don't want that do you want crackers he'd scream you don't want that do you want an <laughs> apple do you want an orange do you yeah. want i mean he is he loves vegetables so like you know cucumbers zucchini what do you want i'll give you anything and it, and then he'd get so frustrated, he'd just walk away. And so finally, we started working with him on point. Show mommy, point. And so I'd take his little finger, mm-hmm. or I'd take my finger, and I'd say, put mommy's finger on what you want. Mm-hmm. And he understood it. Oh. And so, like, it's like it's in there. Mm-hmm. He understands it. He understands everything you're saying to him. Man, but he just can't let it out. Just can't let it out. Oh, that's frustrating. Oh, it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it it 
it was, um, it's been hard. Mm-hmm. It's and been hard. so with the pediatrician and the psychiatrist and everyone that you saw, was there any way to fix it? No. Okay, so just going to live like this forever? This is it. You can go to ABA if you want. What's ABA? Um, it's Adaptive Behavioral something. I don't know that one, but... I bet it starts with A. It starts with an A. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's uh, where a therapist comes into your house, and um, you do, uh, like, it's in-house therapy for, like, gross motor skills and um, language and interaction. So does and, the county give you that option? No, or? it was... So it was through our uh, medical insurance like a second party insurance or third party, I don't know. And um, so you, our insurance pays them Mm -hmm. to come into our house, give us these resources, um, give Nolan this ABA therapy. And, um, and, and we weren't expecting a fix, but like at least we would expect progress. Yeah. And we did not see that. We saw so much regression um, he, why do you think regression? I don't know. Is it just because he was getting older? I don't know if it's because he was getting older. I don't know if it was the environment of, it was rough. The, the staff that would come into our house, it was not very easy. Um, I don't, I think it was maybe a training issue, uh, with, with that. And I know I sound like, well, it was all them. It wasn't me or my kid. But, I mean, the woman, so it, we we got the diagnosis. We go to the pediatrician. We get a referral to this company to mm-hmm. come into our house and do ABA therapy. And we're like, we're going. We're yeah. doing this. We're getting him anything and everything we can to help him. Um, and then we waited for six months for these people. So he's like two and a half-ish, almost mm-hmm. three now. And um, we're waiting for... Someone to get hired that could service our region. Mm. And I was like, so... One of the blessings of being an amateur. Yeah. Family. So if I lived in Oak Grove, my child was a, would <laughs> yeah. be important enough we to get... get there, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I had asked him that. Can I take him to Oak Grove? Can I take him to Sacramento? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It has to be in home. Oh. Okay. You know, is there a different company I can go to where I can take him in person? No, 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 no. Okay. You know, and I don't. I don't yeah. know yeah. any different. I'm doing what I'm told. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me into this, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and so finally they hire someone and they said, Hey, really great news. We hired somebody and she'll be able to come work with Nolan. And I said, okay, great. Um, they said, well, it's going to take about another, like, month to three weeks to a month. And I said, why? You hired her. And he said, well, she has to go to training. And I was like, oh, like, for your business? And they said, no, training to be a therapist. And I was like. The training's three weeks? Two. Oh. Two. Damn. I was like, you should so, have just gone to the training. <laughs> yeah, I was like, send me like, yeah. for free. I'll go yeah. for free. Um, no, they she before that she worked in like a Head Start, um, 
like kinder-ish mm-hmm. type. And she had worked with troubled youth and stuff like that before, but not children with special needs. Mm-hmm. And so I I was like, you went two weeks of tra- Like, did you go past HR training? <laughs> like, right. Or was that all that was, you know? Yeah. And um, so I just, I don't think it was a great, situation yeah um and how long did she work in your house probably about six months oh did you for five six months and you didn't see any progress no okay no he was angry all the time oh everything made him mad um I, i mean nothing could nothing could make him happy and And so, you know, he's got to be so deeply frustrated inside himself too. And like when they're trying to be like, look at the red block. And he's just like, (laughs) yeah, well, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't be angry. Like in that situation, it was just any time that he was trying to either one, do something for himself or have a moment to himself or two, be engaging, but there wasn't that reciprocation he would just get furious. Mm. And <clears throat> and I remember... Um, Don't you die on me. I, I'm trying not to. Um, not again. Not again. <laughs> I remember... Because, I mean, sleep, right? Sleep was not a thing um, in our house. From, I, from the time that he started I mean, even when the... he was a baby, because he was colicky. Okay. When he was a baby, so sleep didn't happen then. Yeah. Um, but then it got great, and then he went through sleep regression. That's normal. That's in what to expect when you're expecting, all the things. Uh-huh. And, um, and then it was probably right around the time that about two weeks after his vaccinations, just no sleep ever. Does he sleep ever now? Yes. Now. Okay. Like, and I would probably say in the last, like, six to eight months, I've gotten him on, like, a regiment. So, um, and and he's consistent with it. I mean, it's not lack of me trying because yeah. I went probably a well, good. you want sleep too. I want sleep. <laughs> oh I never knew that I could function on three hours of sleep. No. And it got to the point. Where if I got more than, like, five hours of sleep, I could not function. Oh, my God. Your body got accustomed to it. Too much sleep. Oh, my God. Like, the whole next day, my head was in a cloud. I I could not function if I got too much sleep. So, how many hours... Was he getting per night? Um, he he went through phases. So, like, he went through phases where he'd go to bed at, like, 3 in the morning. And I'm like, well, this baby needs to sleep. Mm-hmm. I can't not let him sleep. So he'd wake up at like eleven oh, in the afternoon. Oh, so he was nocturnal. He he was he was nocturnal, yeah. you know. And and so then we we start talking to people, his doctor, all these people, and well, why don't you try melatonin? Um, and we tried that for a little while, but it really like it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And so um, we backed off of that, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to sleep. Yeah, like it is what it is. Um, he never napped. Even when he was a baby. So then we got to the point where it was like, all right, bud, you need to be in bed and just quiet at like 11. In bed, quiet, 11 o'clock. And I could usually get him to go to sleep. But what I started doing 
was um, if I could get him asleep by midnight, he had to wake up at 7. Mm. Had to wake up at 7. And then we I would just run him down <laughs> all day long. And I'm like, this is going to work. He got seven hours of sleep off the melatonin. Like, I would use the melatonin, try to help our schedule. And I'm like, this is going to work. And we'd go outside and we'd run and he'd try to lay down and take a nap. I'm like, you get up. We're dancing. Uh, like, anything I could do to keep this kid you're going. You're like, I need to sleep. Yeah, tonight. you know. And then, like, 930 rolls around. Nope. Wow. He is ready to go. And we are up until 3 in the morning Oh, again. my gosh. Yeah. And how rough is it on your marriage, too? I mean, just from day one to yeah. now, like... It it was hard, you know, yeah. because in in the very beginning, um, you know, it you're going to. It was the total blame game. Mm-hmm. Like, was it you? Was it me? What did we do wrong? You know? Um, and then... Like the frustration, I mean, not sleeping in yeah. itself. Yeah. You're so, so on edge. And, you know, and both of us had the same end goal. Like, we're going to help this baby. We got to do it for him. Um, but it's, it's so, I don't even like the exact word to describe it, but you're just so like, exhausted <laughs> you know and and, and not emotionally co- and emotionally physically, mentally everything yeah you know yeah. and then it and then because you're both pouring so much energy in, into this child and nolan is not our only child mm-hmm. you know so we had sports and we had school events and we had all of our things for our other older children and it's like okay, well, we'll just put the marriage on the back burner. Like, you yeah. good? I'm good. Because yeah. our kids are what matter. Yeah. You know? But then, because you're investing so much that, like, for a minute, I was like, I don't, I don't know what you like. Like, yeah. what do you want to go do? Yeah. <laughs> what would we even do if we had that? Yeah. Time? What yeah. would we even do? And, you know, and I remember we were sitting on the couch, and our dates were sitting on the couch watching Nolan do whatever it was that was mm-hmm. making him happy in that moment, and we would just sit there and, like, shh. <laughs> you know, was it as good for you as it was for yeah. me? No, we so had five minutes. <laughs> All right, so then let's fast forward a little bit. Um, now I've just came into Nolan's life yeah. this year, and he loves water. From what uh, I've experienced, like I have never seen a human love water as much as he it, has. Yeah. So is that a normal thing yeah. for um, autistic children to be obsessed with something? It is, it is definitely normal for uh, autistic children to hyper-focus on something that feels a sensory for them. And, and it, I, we still cannot really figure it out. Like, is it the, the motion of the water? Because the way... Cause he does a lot of pouring. He does a lot of yeah. pouring. But even then, the way he plays with water has changed over the years. So he went through phases, right? He was obsessed with cowboy hats. Always had to wear a cowboy hat. Oh, did he? That's oh, cute. my gosh. <laughs> For probably, I want to say, a good six months, if that child did not have a cowboy hat on him, he wasn't going anywhere and nobody else was doing anything yeah. till he had one. And, um, you know, then we went through a train phase where he always had to have trains with him. He always had to play with trains and those all lasted maybe four to six months. 
So then this water obsession started and we thought for sure, like, okay, I can't wait for this one to be over. And we are going on four years. Oh my God. Four (laughs) years? Four years. You literally have to turn off the water in your house. I do. Yes. We we have to turn off. um, We have child locks on all the bathroom doors. Um, We have to turn off the water to the sink in the kitchen. Um, And then all of the turn knobs on the faucets outside are off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, because yeah. I'm sure you had a water bill at some point. $1,250. <laughs> but Nolan had the your best favorite thing to bring <laughs> But Nolan had the best. I was Nolan like, had a party. <laughs> he made a lake prather in the backyard. Yeah. Um, another thing I've noticed with him just being out there, coming into it, you know, obviously not accustomed to being around autistic child, is he's never cold. No. Like, no. we're, like, in a sweater, and he's running around in shorts, yeah. and never cold. And even, like, because he does get cold, like, when he's soaking wet, and it's 40-some-odd degrees outside. And his body starts shivering. And his body starts shivering, and his jaws chattering. I'm like, you're but cold, right? Kid? I'm like, you're cold. Uh-huh. You want to go inside? Uh-huh. Let's put a blanket on. Let's take a hot shower. No. No, he's fine. Yeah. He's, he wants to stay out there. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he does eat well. Um, yeah. He, he is... Does- like, he doesn't sit. Does he sit to eat, or does he, like, eat on the go? Sometimes. We, I can get him to sit down and eat dinner. Um, it's constant guidance uh-huh. of, like, come sit down. Come sit down. You need to come sit down and eat your dinner. Um, we'll, we'll try to sit as a family sometimes, but our family's so busy that I'll try to sit with him just myself. Um, or when we go out to restaurants or something like that, um... He loves fruits and vegetables, so that is great for me, you mm-hmm. know, because, mm-hmm. um, but he, he's not huge on meat, and no. it's not his thing. He's starting to dabble. Um, he loves bacon. He's always loved bacon, but it has to be very, very crispy, so, like, he's very particular. Does he have a texture issue? No. Or, no? Because he will eat any texture, but, oh. like... Like, he'll eat watermelon, he'll eat noodles, he'll, cooked or raw, you know, he'll, um, he'll eat, like, chicken, he likes the crispy ends, but he'll eat the inside of it once he gets there, mm-hmm. um, but, like, he likes his french fries crispy, he likes his bacon crispy. That's funny. We actually, the family joke is that he is a french fry connoisseur. Yeah. And he will let you know. How good your French fries are. <laughs> so, so he just won't eat it or he'll just throw it or... He'll... He... No, he doesn't throw it. He will give it to the dogs or he'll just like look at it and he's done. So everything we try to give him, everything new, is a visual test mm-hmm. and then a touching test and then a tasting test <laughs> and then, you know, and so then I'm like, oh yeah, like it's texture, it's the way it feels or, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm trying to... Figure it out. Figure it out, yeah. you know, so I can feed my child all the time. Yeah. And um, 
and I can't figure it out. Like, he likes to touch his food, then he likes to taste his food, and then, you know, he'll just, like, put it down and walk away. I'm like, oh, well, that was a bust. Yeah. But then two weeks later, I make something of that sort again, and he's chowing down. So I'm like, oh, hmm. okay. So was he saying no words? He. Still? Like, he's seven now? He's seven. Okay. Yeah, he turned seven in September. Um, and he, I think with maturity has gotten some words, um, you know, and in school he's also receiving speech therapy and occupational therapy Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, all of that. And so, um, so that's good. What is, what, what words does he say? Uh, it's, I love you. Oh, he says that phrase. I love you, mm-hmm. um, but it's not clear, uh-huh. and it's not concise, and, and it's not necessarily I love you. It's more <laughs> like, yeah, you, um, but it's not consistent. And but you're like, I know what you said, kid. Yeah, 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 I know. He doesn't say it to me. Oh. he. I've heard him do it maybe, and I say maybe because I don't know if it's just my heart mm-hmm. saying that's what he's saying, you know? There's been a few times where it's like, uh, yeah, you, and then he'll like look at me and touch my face. Oh. And, um, but I'm like, I love you too. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> you know, so, um, my mom hears it a lot and, um, I have heard him tell her, but it's not consistent. Mm. And so, um, I'm like, they're in there. Yeah. You know, I don't understand. Yeah. And, and so we, for a while, because we went down a, a speech therapy trail and, uh, or avenue, I guess I should say, and that speech therapist, again, another one, like, I just don't see it. I don't see autism. And, um, and so then I, she had asked me, and I forget the name of it now, but basically it's where, like, the muscles in your tongue and your cheeks and everything um, just haven't, like, developed quite right or haven't developed yet or mm-hmm. matured or whatever. So you have to, like, stimulate them to use them. And um, it's when children can say phrases, but they don't say them consistently. So mm-hmm. it's like at one moment they could get it all right, but they won't repeat that for weeks if ever again, mm-hmm. you know? Um I wish I could remember that name. Of so it. what was that therapist trying to say that he might have that? That he might have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I took him back to our health uh, care provider and I got him evaluated for that. And they're like, no, no, we don't see it. It's, it's autism. We don't see it. Yeah. I was like, so okay. are you still debating that he has autism? No, no. I mean, I have accepted it because I've had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always believed it's something, there's something I can do. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't his destiny. It. Yeah. This isn't it. Yeah. You know? Well, and that, and that brings us to, yes. yes, Um, so I went to the Joe Dispenza retreat, which I talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago and we were there and we, we had just got done with a healing and then Joe said, I want you all to listen to this audio of a autistic child. This is after his ninth healing and before his first healing, he never said words and we're like, and we weren't expecting it at all. And we're like, 
huh? And then it plays it, and it's this child, and he's just talking up a storm and saying, I don't know what these meditations are about, but they work very, 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 it kept going, good. And I was just like, we can heal autism? What? And so the first thing I thought was Nolan, right? And so I was debating contacting you about it, but I was like, okay, I don't want to seem weird because this is a little weird like hey let's heal your kid with some energy like (laughs) it's a little weird um then the next day uh joe said i i briefly spoke to you guys about the autism we actually had an autism study and we had about 20 children and we tested them between 7 and 12 and the mother is the one that normally can see the changes in a child before anyone else yes the father also sometimes most of the time the father is working full-time job but the mom is a caretaker and so we asked the mother to write us about what she's seeing the changes in the child are and he said let me just read a few of these to you and he read these out loud and they were just astonishing it was after multiple healings of these children and one mom's like he goes to the bathroom on his own and a bathroom is a really big deal normally he wouldn't go uh, like number two whatever um maybe twice a month and she said that's changed to daily uh, another one said that he can walk to the school bus on his own he's made friends another one said he's playing sports the other one's like he's talking i mean like it just went on and on and on and on and this is autism that doctors say there's no cure for yeah so if there's a possibility that Why we not? could possibly cure him with just love and energy mm-hmm. let's try you know yeah. So I hit you up, and I'm like, hey, so this weird thing, eh, yeah, are you interested? And you're like, mm-hmm. absolutely, I'm crying right now just yeah. thinking of the, and I was like, I don't want you to, like, be too optimistic. Obviously, I fully believe this shit works, but I don't want to get your hopes up, but yeah. let's try. And you're like, I will try anything for my son, and, and so I'm like, okay, great. And I was talking to this other guy that... He started a coherent healing group, and it was all off in Zoom, and there was, like, um, 500 people, like, all over the world that were signed up. And he told me, he's like, oh, I will squeeze Nolan in next Saturday because, I mean, obviously everyone wants to heal everybody, but children are a soft spot for people, you know. And I said, that's awesome. And he said, if you get mom on board, let's do it. All right, perfect. So you were on board, and I came home that Sunday – And so the following Saturday, we're coming to your house. And mind you, I brought my husband to Florida, but he didn't go to the retreat. He golfed. I went to the spa and got massages and went shopping. But he He was on vacation. (laughs) He did his meditation. Um, But while we were traveling, like, in the resort, which is huge, it's like its own city, uh, we would meet people that I had met at the conference, and he was able to speak to people that, like the guy that said, "I just, I just uh, walked for the first time in five years," uh, and he got all of my input every day. And he's like, "Okay, I gotta try this meditation stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, right." So I'd be in the class or the course, and he'd be meditating in the room, and I'd come back, and he's like, "I think I felt something." And I was like, "You did? <laughs> all right, keep trying, keep trying." He's like, "Yeah, it was a little weird, but I mean, I stopped myself, but I think I'm gonna try again." Yeah. So now we come back to California, and he starts meditating twice a day. 
Like, and now he's a meditating, like, fiend. He's like, <laughs> I don't even know where I've gone my whole life without meditation, but I feel better than I've ever felt. I'm like, yeah, it's addicting. But the reason I bring that up is when I told him we're doing the healing on Nolan, he's like, I'm in. I've never done a healing. Let's go, right? Yeah. And we're going to your house, and I'm like, all right, I know Alyssa's all in. I don't know about Ken. <laughs> Ken is a CO, like, and he's, I mean, he's a super nice guy, but he's got, you know, the CO mentality. I mean, the hard-ass sort of mentality. That's So I'm like, I bet he thinks it's just weird shit because yeah. it sounds weird when you talk about it. And so we were going to his house, your, both your house, and um, you were excited. Like, I, I hit you up the oh, night yeah. before, and I was like, are you ready for tomorrow? And you're like, I've been counting down the minutes. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. Oh, counting down the minutes, doing all the research, Uh like, yeah. Yeah. And we show up, and I'm like, Josh, talk to Ken, (laughs) boy on boy, about this not being weird. (laughs) He's like, I'll try, but it's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) And so he's talking to Ken in the kitchen. When you and I um, get on that Zoom call with the guy that's in charge of the coherent healing, and he's just telling you, like, hey... You just let Nolan be his beautiful self. Do, he doesn't have to do anything. We're just sending positive love and energy healing his way. And then Josh is talking to Ken, and Ken's like, yeah, I mean, whatever. We'll do what we want. I'm going to watch him. You guys do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And have you ever meditated before that day? No. Okay, so that was the first time you meditated. Yeah. Okay. And you wanted in. You're like, I'll try. I want to try. Yeah. I was there for it. Yeah. And... I have never meditated in public, other than Joe Dispenser Retreat, which was with 2,000 people in public, but normally I'm in my room. Like, yeah. I just meditate by myself, do my own thing, go to your house, and I'm like, hi, people, we're here for the healing, yeah. and we're just going to put energy on that child right there, <laughs> and yeah, this is kind of weird, but it is what it is, and um, so we sit on the couch, and Ken's like, I'll watch Nolan, have fun, and then the TV screen comes on. And it's Nolan's face and the two other children that we were healing that day. And we put our shades down and we start. And we, I mean, we felt energy, definitely. Did you feel like? Oh, yeah. 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 Especially when Nolan came back in the room. Yes. Like you felt like zapping through your body. Um, But before we go any further with the details about how it went, Ken wrote, or excuse me, um, had an audio that he yes. sent to me so that I could send to the Coherent Healing Group, which was really great because, I mean, I sent it in the mass text. I think I got like a hundred responses of them being like, mm-hmm. I'm crying right now because everyone <laughs> wants to heal and help a child. Yeah. And with Ken, this is his first real situation with meditation and to hear his experience of what he was able to witness with Nolan was pretty fucking cool Well, because he hit it for a minute you remember that (laughs) because because we got done with the healing and then Ken's like looking at us I'm like fuck Ken's weirded out I know Ken's weirded (laughs) out and I'm like okay we're gonna um go to brunch do you guys Mm want to go he's like yeah we'll meet you there I'm like okay bye and then we get in the car like we left abruptly yeah and we get in the car I'm like fuck I think Ken's weirded out Josh's like me too (laughs) and then you text me and you're like oh my god Ken has to tell you what he just told me I'm like what I said you make him tell you yes yeah do you have the audio I do okay yeah and just to hear his 
the the authenticity in his voice as he's mm-hmm. describing what he was able to witness with his child was gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's about four minutes long. Hi, my name is Ken Prather. My son, Nolan Prather, was a recipient of the healing this morning, and I'd like to share with you what I experienced and what I observed with him. A little backstory on Nolan. When Nolan was a toddler, he was a typical child who was doing typical things a one- or two-year-old child would be doing. Um, Nolan was speaking, playing around, just like any other child. Uh, At about a year and a half, Nolan received his uh, toddler vaccinations. Um, Unfortunately, related to this or not, about two weeks after this, it seemed like Nolan lost his spirits. Um, When I looked in Nolan's eyes, the vibrant, loving child he was just seemed to have disappeared. It was like there's no one home anymore. My wife and I didn't know what to do or what was happening to our son, so we took him to his pediatrician. Um, His pediatrician directed us to a specialist where Nolan was diagnosed with autism. Nolan lost all speech and did not partake in any of the typical toddler things he used to uh, love doing prior. He did not play with his friends and became self-satisfying in his own ways. Um, this morning, upon the beginning of the healing, about one to two minutes into the meditation, while Nolan was sitting on the couch playing a, a puzzle game on his iPad, Nolan uh, began to physically exhibit signs of some sort of pressures or something in his head. Uh, Nolan cannot verbally express what he was feeling, so I can only assume it was some sort of force that he never felt before. Nolan began to place his hands over his ears and began to look around like as if he was looking for someone. Uh, Nolan became more um, uncomfortable and uh, decided to go out in the backyard where he wanted to swing on his swing set. Uh, During this, Nolan um, still tried to cover his ears while he was trying to just lightly swing back and forth, and this went on for maybe another one maybe two minutes at the most. Um, Then suddenly, um, Nolan just became, like, insanely happy. And he just started flourishing with joy. He started swinging on a swing farther and farther. But um, a little something he never has done before, while he was doing this, he was doing it with his eyes closed, with just a giant smile on his face and laughing. Um, He did this for another probably minute or two, um, and then he opened his eyes and was just swinging back and forth and laughing and, and giggling. And, and while he was doing this, I was, you know, he was making eye contact with me. Um, and, and it just, it seemed like when I looked in his eyes, there was, it, his, the light was coming back. Um, Nolan could, it was, felt like Nolan can actually look into my eyes and see who I was on the inside of me. Um, like in the past when he was younger, um, before he was diagnosed with autism. Um, after a couple of minutes of this, he, he decided he wanted to go back into the house. Um, once we walked back into the house, um, into the living room where um, our healers were, where Lacey and Josh and my wife were, were meditating, um, he kind of just looked at them and with, with almost joy, but like he didn't want to interrupt them. Um, he turned around and seen his picture on the screen of the television um, during the healing, and he just... Just a big smile, stood there and stared at his at his picture on the screen. And uh, I've never seen him do this before either, but he started rubbing his fingers and thumbs together on his hands and would just stand there and look at his picture. And then uh, just kind of after a few, a few seconds of doing that, um, he decided he wanted to go to his room. So I followed him to his room, uh, you know, and, and just to observe what he was doing. And he started to begin to play in his room, and, you know, I, let, I sat on his bed with him and, you know, out of nowhere, I don't know if it's just what I was hearing or 
um, what he actually said, it was, it was a little broken up, but it sounded to me like he said, I want to jump. And what was, you know, kind of crazy is he used it in the right context because he began to jump on his bed. And I was just, it's just so emotional. Um, so I knew it was, it was something that was coming from, you know, something beyond, not, not something that, you know, I could have done for him. So um, I want to thank uh, Lacey and her husband, Josh, for, taking time out of their busy lifestyle and come over here and want to help our beautiful son um, to help him with, you know, trying to get over this this large hurdle in his life. Um, and I want to thank everybody else that had logged on and all the other healers who, you know, took time out of their lives to, to focus on uh, these three beautiful uh, boys this morning and, and want to help them. Um, once again, I just want to thank all that were involved. Thank you. I absolutely loved that he audio. Did he did. He did. Yeah. And and what was so fun, funny about that is that we didn't know any of that when we mm-hmm. left. I was like, okay, Ken's uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> weird. Yeah. And then by the t- you guys ran late to brunch. Yeah. And by the time you guys got there, like you both had been crying. Oh yeah. It was. It had to have been obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened when we left? So you guys, because you guys had left, and I was like, "Honey, like we didn't even lock them out." And he's like, "You get in here. I need to talk to you." I'm like, "Okay." And he goes, "He talked." I was like, "What do you Don't mean? Don't you play games with me? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean he talked? Like, what did he say? What What do you mean?" And he he's said, like, "I love my mommy more than anything." Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty confident that's exactly whatever you tell me. He that's said. What he that's what he meant. Um, and he goes, he, you know, after we walked back in, he said, he was just looking at you guys because, trust me, it was a thing to see. And I'm like, okay. Fuck, I knew it was awkward. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he just looked at you guys and he looked at the screen and, and he did this thing, you know, and he talked about that. And he goes, um, and then he, we went to the bedroom and he, we were playing on the bed and he said, I want to jump. And I was like, stop it. And, you know, and like my heart and just chills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he goes, no, he said it. And then he did it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, we're talking seconds mm-hmm. after. And, um, and so I was like, well, what else did he do? You know? And he goes, well, then he was laughing because I said, you jump, Bubba. And he was like, so excited that I knew what he said to me. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, I want to do it again. And he did it again. And he said, you know, um, and, and what got us, because, you know, we, I, I talked a little bit about, he just had this vibrancy mm-hmm. in his eyes and, like, if there's anything that I could say that I miss the most since his diagnosis, it's that. Because... It's like the light in his just eyes. Just the yeah. light in his eyes. and Like, you could see his soul mm-hmm. just coming through his eyes. And it wasn't sheltered, and it wasn't, like... Like a film. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, you could just see it. Mm-hmm. And he goes... I saw the look in his eyes again. Oh, so after that he's telling, yeah, after he's telling me about him, you know, saying what he had said, he goes, 
I saw it again, babe. Mm. And we're both just, I mean. I'm glad we left. Yeah, it was probably (laughs) a good thing. It was probably a great thing. Mm. But I said, well, why didn't you tell Lacey? And he goes, well, I needed, I I mean, you know, and I was like, he's like, I don't want them to think I'm weird. Well, we're like, I don't want him to think we're weird. Yeah. (laughs) We're all like, everyone's weird. Yeah, we're all weird. It's fine. Yeah. And um, he was like, I just, you know, I I had to tell you first, like, is that real? Is that what really happened? And I'm like, babe, you were by yourself. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and what's great about what Ken said in that, because I obviously didn't prep or talk to you guys about the experience that I had in uh, Florida, right? Every single person that was healed, Mm -hmm. they're called healies. So we are healers and there's like 300 people that are healies that were chosen because of their diagnosis. They apply and they're chosen. And that one healie is in between like six to eight of us. Okay. During the healing session. And I got to talk to three healies mm-hmm. that I was in the, you know, midst of healing. And each one of them said the same exact thing, that they felt a wave of energy going up and down their body. And wherever their issue was, like, for instance, one of the guys had this liver failing problem. He said that during, he felt like a laser, like a tattoo gun, laser removal sort of weird thing on his liver, hitting it over and over and over and over. So with Nolan, obviously his issue is in his Mm -hmm. brain, okay, like somewhere in this vicinity. So he is getting the most energy there and he doesn't have the words or the ability to tell us so of course he's grabbing his head like what the fuck is this feeling trying to get away from it because i guarantee if he knew what it was he'd want to stay in it all for it yeah he's like give me more (laughs) more." come on but he's seven like he doesn't Mm -hmm. understand so he's just like ow what is it It, like it doesn't necessarily hurt but it's just like unfamiliar yeah and then ken talking about the finger and thumb Mm -hmm. touching think about it if you felt energy going through your body these are the outlets. Yeah. Like you're feeling it like, what is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he was looking at it and smiling, uh-huh. like almost like after he looked at us and he looked at the, his fingers and his picture, he's mm-hmm. like, you guys are doing something. Uh, yeah. And I, like and, and I like it. <laughs> I can't describe yeah. it. I want to go jump about it. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so then we met for uh, brunch lunch, mm-hmm. and we met with all of our offspring, and <laughs> the younger ones, the 17-year-olds, the seniors mm-hmm. in high school are just like, you guys are fucking weird, like, yeah, I get it. like, you guys do you, but we want no part of it, it's just blah, 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 and we're like, yeah, you adolescent fucks, you should get into this, <laughs> but you won't understand, whatever. Then our 23-year-olds we look at, and they're like, hmm, mm-hmm. and Nick has a diploma degree and a degree in psychology. Yeah. yeah. So of course his brain's like, Hmm, let me think about this. And yeah. then, well, he's got to figure it out. Now, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then my Dardez is, she's going into becoming a psychiatrist. So both of them together are like, okay, our parents definitely might be nuts, but <laughs> let's think about it. Yeah. And I keep sending them TikToks and meditations and all this. They're probably going to block me at any day. But, uh, <laughs> Then, when you guys were driving that night, you went mm-hmm. to your mom's. So, yep. so this is Saturday night. Yep. So we went had lunch. All of that happened. 
Um, and then what happened that night? Cause there's a couple things. So we, we were in my mom's house. We were helping her put some stuff together and we were talking about what we needed to do the rest of the weekend, the next week, you know? And, um, he goes, well, what about Noli? Like as nonchalant as can be, he's rolling around playing on the floor and he's like, well, what about Noli? And all of us just stop. <laughs> and like everyone's like did you just say well, that because my mom knew what we were doing uh-huh. and she knew we went and we had told her how it went we had told her afterwards like what had happened after and she just looked at ken and i like wait a minute mm-hmm. and then we looked at nolan and we're like well what does Nolan want to do we can do whatever Nolan wants to trust me keep talking <laughs> I'll buy you Disneyland. <laughs> like, whatever Noli wants yeah. to do, you know? And um, and then, so we were on, and she's like, he said that. He said that whole thing. Like, a question about himself saying his name. Mm-hmm. It was appropriate. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and just tears and shock. And then, and then we were on our way home. And he had tooted in the truck and and it was bad yeah. <laughs> and ken goes whoo noli did you toot and he goes yeah i did that and we're like <laughs> <laughs> and i had even text you yeah. i was like i'm crying over my child farting yes. like, you know but that we we had gotten to have a conversation yep. with him and and really the last time that i mean it's two sentences but the last time that we had had like reciprocative conversation with him like that was like five years ago. Mm, yeah, you know. And so when every you, word matters, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And and they say with the healings that they go on for weeks. So after mm-hmm. the initial healing, I mean, you get the effects for yeah. for weeks after. Um, and you had hit me up that night and told me about all that and that you're crying over a fart. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I get it. I get it. Like, <laughs> I have chills over a fart. <laughs> okay. So let's do it again tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we don't have the, you know, uh, 200 people zooming in, but we can do it together. Like I got a yeah. healing, um, meditation and I think we can do it. We want to try. And, and you, you're like, hell yeah. So I had messaged my daughter Des earlier and I was like, hey, you and Nick practice a meditation mm-hmm. before you come over because we're going to do a healing meditation. I want you to be part of it. The more people, the better to throw the energy at, at Nolan. And um, she's like, oh, fine. <laughs> like, bitch, whatever. Just try it. You'll like it. Yeah. And um, her and Nick did a um, meditation and she came over and she's like, oh my God, I felt so mm-hmm. good. I was like, just, you're just getting started. Just wait. It's going to be mm-hmm. really good. Nick's like, I couldn't get out of my own head. I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. you're in charge of uh, taking care of Nolan because Ken wanted to do the meditation. He did. Yeah. So after the first day, because he had so many questions about like, what did I feel? Mm-hmm. What did I see? What, you know, what was it like? And um, he said, I want to do it. I said, well, you could do the next one. <laughs> and he was like, well, someone has to watch Noli. I was like, mm, we'll hire a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. which we mm-hmm. had the younger ones, but yeah. they are antisocial. And they were in the bedroom. They're just like, okay, weirdos in your yeah. cult shit. Have your, your meditation I'm like, cult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, whatever. And so we started the process. 
and we're in the living room and I, I put the audio on. And this one wasn't very um, descriptive about when you're supposed to rub your hands and push your, you know, your energy out on the um, Healy. So I was going over all that. And Nick was here to watch Nolan. And then our um, Desiree's friend Tina was also here to watch Nolan because he needs a couple people, you yeah. know, just like. He's elusive. He's yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a football team. Yeah. Like has to like get him. And <clears throat> so I'm going over with everybody. Okay. At this point you do this and this point we do this and Nolan's in the middle of us and Nick, like <laughs> he can be funny sometimes. <laughs> well, only sometimes, but he, he goes and he rubs Nolan's head. He's like, have you ever been part of a cult before? <laughs> and then I look at him and Ken's all, well, you are now. You're yeah. going to get healed kid. You are now and you're going to like it. <laughs> and it was, it was pretty funny. And I was like, okay, yes, this does some, it does seem fucking weird. Like, I get mm. it. Like, we're, but we're only putting love and energy, the energy that's already yeah. in our bodies. We have atoms that are made of energy. We're just learning to move it and push the love and healing into another person. Yeah. And I've had people that, I mean, not many, most people are pretty good about it, but there are some that are like, are you worried about letting the devil in or demons in or evil spirits in? And I'm like, no, because no. we aren't, we're not channeling. Like we're not no. like trying to get, I mean, bottom line, we have energy that's in our body. We're just utilizing it, learning how to use it and move it. And we have a field quantum field around us that has energy that we're just going in and out of. I mean, it's nothing demonic Exactly. If anything, it's nothing but love. And you feel the love. Yeah. Like, when you are in this shit. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. when we did that here after, so Nick and Tina are watching Nolan, and we're doing the meditation, and five minutes in, we were supposed to do this. Desiree didn't get the memo. <laughs> she was so embedded in the meditation. But we started, and we, I mean, my heart thing started going off the chart. My, I had my heart monitor on. It was at 140. Like, it was like I was getting it to him. And I'm sure it's because of the, you know, everyone together was tied. Yeah. You and Ken want to heal your child more than anybody. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. And then, and then I'm, like, getting pretty good at doing this. And Josh is like, <laughs> Josh. He's doing good. <laughs> Other than his foot problem. <laughs> Okay, Josh is... You have to say Yeah, <laughs> Josh, okay. All right, so back up just a little bit. When you do the healing, you're supposed to have the energy come up, flow through your arms, and you're supposed to push it out with your hands. <laughs> so we're done, and Josh is like, that felt great, but I have a problem. And we're like, what do you mean you have a fucking problem? Like, what what kind of problem do you have? On the first one. <laughs> yes. This is our first one. <laughs> and it's the second, the second one he had the same yep, problem. same thing. Yeah, he's like, I don't get the energy up to my hands. I was like, where does it just stay in your heart? And he's like, no, it goes down to my feet. It stays in my feet. <laughs> I'm like, Get it back up from your feet. He's like, I can't. You're like, just push your feet out. Just put your feet at him. It's fine. Just do it. Wherever you can get it out, just get it out. I'm just like, oh, Josh, you just haven't, it goes down, but it comes back up. And he's yeah. like, I can't figure it out. You can move it. You can do it. <laughs> whatever but anyways during that meditation um nick which is semi-skeptic mm -hmm. talking about meditation cult whatever he's watching nolan and we're all doing it and the right when we're 
really getting energy on Nolan, he starts screaming. Mm-hmm. And, he, like, we could hear him, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes up and down the hallway. He's flushing toilets, playing with water. <laughs> you know, he's doing his thing. Um, and then, I mean, it felt amazing, and I felt like it went really, really well. And afterwards, Nick's like, he was grabbing his fucking head. Like, he yeah. felt something. There was something going down, and... I mean, he had the same sort of reaction. And he was trying to get away. Yeah. He was trying to go outside. He was yeah. trying to get down the hall. He was trying to get away. Yeah. And then yeah. he also had the calm happiness at one point yeah. as well in it. So, I mean, he it was the like same exact. Once, it was almost, because <clears throat> what I feel or I would think he is feeling is that it's like once Nolan gets acclimated to things very quickly and that comes from me and his dad pushing, like, this world is not going to adapt to you. Mm-hmm. You need to learn to do adapt to the world, you yeah. know? And so we put him in those situations. So once he can figure something out and he can expect it, he's like, all right, let's, yeah. let's see what's going on, you know? And but so I, it's almost like. How hard is it for him to figure this out, though? Well, and I don't think he can figure out what's happening, but I think he can become acclimated to the feeling Mm -hmm. because each time he's super resistant. Mm -hmm. Nope. And then he comes back and he's like, all right. That's when he touched Josh in the middle of meditation. Josh is like, have you guys ever done a healing meditation that the heal he touches you? Because it wasn't good. (laughs) Because it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes were like this big. (laughs) And then Desiree's like. Where were we? (laughs) When were we supposed to push the energy? I'm like, bitch, you missed it. That was like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) She's like, man, I was lost. (laughs) I had the speaker behind me. It was great, but I did not hear that. (laughs) Like you were there, but not there, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so so that was our second. We've only done two healings on him. And then he went to school the next day. Yes. And so what have you observed or the teachers or whatever so, since then? I w- wanted to do a little study because I'm not in school with him mm-hmm. all day long, you know? And so one of his aides, so in his classroom, there's nine students, one teacher, four aides. Okay. And so I told one of his aides like, Hey, we did this thing this weekend. We're going to keep doing it. Um, let me like, this is what we saw. Let me know what you see. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. But I didn't tell anyone else. And so then they just started rolling in. Like, he's so interactive with his friends, which he's always been interactive to a point. Like, he'll acknowledge them, and he'll maybe sit down and play with them. But that's not his first choice. He'd rather do what he wants to do. And so, um, he, he's initiating, engaging play with his peers. He, um, was playing tag. So I had stayed, uh, for a day, a whole day in, in the classroom and, um, cause I wanted to see, you mm-hmm. know, and I was totally removed. I was pushed away from everything, um, so that I couldn't make something happen. Um, but at recess, he was playing tag with his, um, classmates and an aide. And then we went back in. Has he he ever played tag before? No. 
when he before before oh. his vaccination. Yeah. But he was like touching them and running and like laughing. He and would everything. touch them and run and laugh and wait for them to come get him. Oh my god! He understood when it was someone else's turn to be it, so he had to switch from oh, running wow. from the aide to running from that other student. Um, and then the other thing was that he his aides were saying like, "Oh my goodness, he sat and and attended to his." Um, they do these little like learning centers at their desk, and um, he attended. He finished all three. He did so good, and then it was circle time, and I was there for that. And he sat there and he watched the number videos and the alphabet videos for twenty minutes. And does he not sit? No. No, so, that child does not sit for five. Okay, so yeah. really, so 20 minutes and he was just engaged. 20 minutes, engaged, no one sitting with him, no one redirecting him, no one like, hey, Noli, come here. Yeah. Come, you know? He was he comprehending, was, like trying to understand oh, yeah. what was going and on. And I could see, because then I, I wanted to see his face, right? Because I was watching him from behind, trying to stay out of it. Yeah. I didn't want him to see me. But I had walked over to the side of the classroom, and I was looking at him, and, he, like, where's his focus? Where's his eyes? Yeah. They were on the screen. Oh, how and great is that? And he was, like, Ugh. like, his little eyebrows, not his eyes, or else I'd have to go get his eyes checked, but yeah, yeah. his little eyebrows were, like, huh, okay, yeah. you know? And I could just see that hamster going crazy, and, yeah. And a girlfriend? Okay, listen, (laughs) there is this girl, and she loves him, but it is mutual, and they are so sweet together, and she, I mean, when we get there in the morning, she's running up to him, she's like, Nolan, you know, and um, she will put her hand on his back, and take him to his desk and make set out his breakfast. Oh, and I'm like, wow. oh my goodness. And but before, right, he was like, okay, like you can hug me. All right, you know, that's fine. Can you go find something else to do? I'm gonna go do this, you know, and uh not so much anymore. He held her hand all the way to class the other day. Oh, did he initiate it? He initiated it. <laughs> and they don't have the rule. Because I've seen other little kids' class yeah. where it's like you hold their hand to get them to the classroom and, um, like, in the rows so you don't lose one. And, uh, nope, no. <laughs> so Not this time. So after the two healings, he mm-hmm. actually became more interested. And it was the way he was looking at her. Like, he wasn't just, like, holding her hand and, like, you know, awkward. He, no, there, there was, what do the kids call these... Riz. I don't know what the kids call it these days. <laughs> well, you made our studio on it. I don't know. Is that appropriate or was that really wrong? What's Riz? Riz game. Okay, he's got game. I was right. See? Not even that. That's what happens when we have 20 year olds in the audience. Riz. He looked at her and he just like gave her these eyes and I was like, wait a minute. I thought I thought I had time. Oh, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, my God. So uh, we're sparking something in that We're boy. sparking something, you yeah. know. And he's so, like, 
he's so engaging with me and Ken, um, with, I mean, just so many people and, uh, on his tablet, you right. He had this one game that had all these matching games and he had mastered all of them. He could do them upside down, whatever. But I'm like, I'm going to get him a new one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see what we can do with this. Three days. He's had it for three days. Yeah. And. Oh, he's got it. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's counting. So, like, he, he doesn't get the counting right every single time. But he has completely figured out this entire game. He knows which one it is on my phone. Aww. He steals my phone out of my back pocket without me even realizing it now. And, I mean, Aww. I never wanted, like, I'm not that, like, I won't put a screen in front of my child. But, if hey, if that's how you're going to learn, yeah. we're doing it, yeah. you know? How great. I mean, I wish more people would utilize um, this healing technique. Yeah. Like, while I was there at the retreat, I mean... It's very, very clear that a lot of people don't go to this depth unless it's the last resort. Yeah. Like, you have stage four cancer. Doctor says you're going to die. Uh, you're paralyzed. You're never going to walk again. Uh, autism, like, you you don't have There's a chance. Nothing. This right? And I can't wait to prove Nolan wrong. Um, but, like, in general, like me, for instance, I went for abundance become a billionaire and just greatness <laughs> right and in the mix i found this which i'm like why don't more people understand know and acknowledge and utilize because this is this is abundance to its fullest like the, the abundance that i didn't even think was possible like of course i was happy i mean I, I mean i've always been happy and and we're not poor by any means like we do well but just utilizing this meditation and this uh, just next level of just happiness yeah. is just a whole nother thing. And to be able to heal someone, to actually attempt to feel that is better than anything. Yeah. I mean, when we were healing Nolan and, and like when I was healing those people in uh, Florida, felt better than giving myself oh, a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah. It felt way better yeah. than that. Like, so I'm like. I'll do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. You know? And I just, life's funny because I so, so, so wish I had known this when my dad was suffering. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, he was suffering for seven fucking years, and I never even knew about this. Yeah. You know? I mean, dementia, bedridden, terrible awfulness. I could have helped him. I know for a fact I could have fucking helped him. And now he's gone, and now I have this? I'm like, hmm. There's yeah. fucking the life for you. Yeah, that's life. But I'm so, so, so happy that you are allowing us to test yeah. it on Nolan. And I think that this is a great podcast to have that we can come back to this oh, many yeah. months down the road when we actually get to that ninth healing. I think he's going to be a different kid. Yeah. I mean, I really just firmly in, believe it. Just in two. Like, and, and here's the thing, right? I, this is not for me. I'm not doing it for me. It's not to make my life easier. It's because just in two, he is so much happier mm -hmm. all the time. You know, we're not throwing fits when it's bedtime. And he's not overstimulated at bedtime and he can't handle it because he's, you know, tired, but he doesn't want to go. No, 
He lays down and he goes to bed. And I mean, that takes a little convincing sometimes, but he's a a child. Yeah, it's going to be way better for your unkind sex life. Oh, well, (laughs) if your child can go to sleep and not up till 3 a.m., I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) it'll help. No, it definitely will, you know, and that's some of it is like, it's going to be so much better for everyone around us and and for Ken and I, but for Nolan, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's... He just has a different light. Like, he has a light back, but Mm -hmm. it's different because there's, like, all this gratitude behind it. And so... Oh, no. It's going to be great. We're we're doing... We're going to keep doing this. Oh, I'm in. We were supposed to tonight prior to this podcast, but he has a sniffle. He's He's not feeling good. Yeah. Um, Did you guys... Studio audience, Mm -hmm. did you have a question? You had a question prior to this. Um... Speak your name, child. <laughs> so aggressive. Uh, Desiree, <laughs> your daughter. That um, one, that's it. You were mentioning before to me, I don't know if you said it during this one or if it was just to me in person, but how it's a lot easier to heal children because they don't really know what's going on. And people that are healed, especially at the retreat you went to, were aware of it and wanted it. And it's harder if somebody doesn't want it. Yeah. So I was thinking for those that are listening that might be thinking about doing this for um, their adult children or adults, you know, but their children who has autism and they've been doing this for years or people with parents like you who had dementia and maybe it's going to be harder for them because of their age. Yeah. So actually Joe, um, so I'm on Joe Dispenza's website and I subscribe to his monthly uh, Q and A's. And actually this month, someone had a discussion, had a question for him and said, can I just heal anyone? Like, like I got someone I want to heal. Can I just go heal him? And he said, I don't recommend, recommend that. First off, a normal person needs to be accepting to the healing. You know, um, like if I thought that someone had, uh, uh, liver failure or whatever the case is. And I'm like trying to project my healing onto this able-bodied adult. It it won't be, they won't be accepting of it, but a simple minded, meaning Mm -hmm. a child, a child doesn't understand the concept, especially someone with autism. They don't even need to be accepting. They're just going to fucking accept it. Same with someone with dementia, like that Papa was, I think that, he wouldn't have known what was going on, and he would have accepted it. You think that would be the same for an adult? That With autism? autism? Yes, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. And, I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, people with simple minds just are just like, la, 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 mm-hmm. you know, just living life. Someone that's not so simple could just have borders and boundaries up you know um well and that's even what keeps you from being able to meditate is when you let your mind get too into it you know Mm -hmm. and so you have to be ready to take it just as much as you're ready to give it yeah exactly and when we do the healings at um joe's retreat while all the healers are outside of the ballroom, he plays a meditation to get us into the giving of the healing uh, frequency. And in the ballroom are all the healees, and he plays a whole other thing to be accepting. Mm-hmm. And he plays that before he even lets the children in. And we have all been out there 
getting ready in the state and all of a sudden they like excuse me open up and we all open up this pathway and you watch these children oh. coming in and oh my god like your heart goes to the floor because yeah. you see children in um in carriages with like can't walk that are at least like six years old you know um you watch other children walking in with helmets other children with major major issues and you're like oh my god if we can help them in any which shape or form like that's all i want to do and that's why um it was so powerful with nolan and those other two little boys that we uh healed the first day it's because like i mean i'm not discrediting adults but fuck these children need to have a, a future yeah. a fucking future let you em, know let them let them just have a life yeah and especially with there's many issues. Autism is one of them, but other, you know, Down syndrome. I mean, all yeah. these issues, like, if you can heal them with love and energy, why won't you try? Yeah, exactly. Like, what's stopping you? Like, I believe in God. It's not about not believing in God. Like, I firmly believe in God. Like, you don't have to believe in God to do it. You could do whatever you want. But if you, yeah. I mean, if it's a God thing, God complex or whatever, like. Well, and that's something that I remember. It might have been on one of your podcasts or something else I had watched. You don't have to believe in God to be able to meditate. No, God, no. Like, maybe just a higher something. Yes. You know what I universe. mean? Universe. Universe. Yeah. Uh, the divine. Um, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. If you don't believe in those things, cool. Believe in yourself because it's within you that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that was that was kind of where Ken and I had, a, you know, because we had talked and I had taken his input. Do you want to try this? Do you not? Do you want to try just one? Um and he was, after the first one, we're like, hey, it's not hurting him. So, yeah. you know, maybe he's not going to be fully talking. We don't know. But why wouldn't we keep trying? Yeah, absolutely. Even if it makes his day a little better every day. What is today? Today's um, December, beginning of December. I can't wait for, like, this spring mm -hmm. to bring Nolan, sit him in that chair, put that headgear on him, and be like... Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> how do you like his meditations? <laughs> yeah. How do you like his meditations? They're really, 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 your girlfriend. Yeah, really, 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 <laughs> really. But um, is there anything in closing that you want to talk to any parents that might be thinking their child might have autism or any yeah. parents that know their child have, has autism? Um, the, the resources are out there. Uh, we are so, so fortunate for you and – and Josh and uh, Joe and being so open to uh, wanting to help us and and share this with us, but um, there are, there is a community. There is a large community out there, and the diagnosis when you get an autism diagnosis for your child, it is so isolating, and it's hard to take them in public, and it's hard to take them around people. Um, and that, I mean, that's actually how I ended up on the community advisory committee for the school district is because we are like the liaison basically for special education children in, um, our community. Mm. And we talk to the school districts, but we also do affiliate stuff with outside agencies and bring them in and, um, reach out. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Go to the school district. If you're in denial, that's okay because we all were. 
and some are still and for always will be. Mm -hmm. And um, you just have to remember that, and it's something that I had to come to terms with, is every day that I am in denial about his diagnosis is a day that I'm not doing something to help him. Mm -hmm. And I needed to really grasp onto that. And, um, I mean, you can call me. They can if go through you to call me. I will answer all the questions that I know. If I don't know them, we'll figure them out together. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just, we're here for you. Yeah. We're here for you. And more than anything, we are here for those babies. Because I remember feeling like, oh, my God. I have nobody, nothing. I don't know how to turn from here. Nobody understands this. And there are people that do. And we want to be there for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I know it's not ending. No. No, No. vaccines are still happening and children are still suffering. And it's really, really sad. And it is reality, uh, unfortunately, right now. So hopefully, I mean, if there's any way to help, hopefully we can find a way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Did you have a question? No, you answered it. I was going to say about people, because I know a couple parents that are afraid to further the longing to help their kid because they're in denial. Yeah. And it really is just a mindset. The more you just wait on it, the more you're not helping your kid. You exactly. actually answered that. Thank exactly. You, you know, and because and I've been there, you know, I've been at the grocery store, and I'm like, oh, does your daughter have autism and they're like no and i remember when i was there oh i awkward. remember that that's like calling, you know calling someone pregnant when they're not pregnant that really yeah is awkward. I've done that yeah <laughs> it's awkward Ooh. and you know but so. i see yeah, yeah all of it yeah. why not because every autistic child is the same but some of the traits that that child displayed were carbon copies of mm-hmm. nolan mm-hmm. and i'm like okay Sorry. You know, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. What do you say after yeah, that? Yeah, it wasn't you, you being know? rude by any means. No. You were just trying to help. No. Like, oh, me mm-hmm. too. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it, girl. Hey, how many hours of sleep do you not yeah. get a night? You know? <laughs> like, I I get it. Yeah. And uh, it, it's hard. It's hard because you want to protect your, your children. That's our goal. That's our job as a parent is yeah. to protect your child. And when something like this is throwing at you and you know I worry if he's gonna have friends in school is he gonna have relationships obviously I guess so Um, (laughs) you know but is he gonna get married and what's his future look like because his future it is going to happen where I'm not here Mm -hmm. so what do I do how do I what do I do for him you know yeah and I think once you grasp onto those bigger things reaching out is a lot easier and being accepting is a lot easier yeah well thank you for talking about Nolan thank you for having me oh absolutely and I can't wait to continue these healings and get him to speak out it's literally (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) all right thanks again for watching tune in next week with a new guest and new situations (laughs) all right see you then Don't miss out on a single moment of The Real Life with Lacey. Hit that subscribe button so you'll always be the first to know when a new episode drops. Together, we'll keep uncovering the authenticity of life. Subscribe now and join our vibrant community of real stories and real connections.